going, what's up, guys? <laughs> I had a great fucking time when I was here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Smith. As always, we're here. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, we're reviews. So, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so, my grandma died last week, yes. and we didn't get to do a show, because I was out and busy doing stuff. I couldn't watch the movies proper. And all that stuff. So it was a little bit difficult, and then you had some things, so uh, life kind of happened. And you know what? Uh, we figured we'll skip this week, but uh, we're, we're not ones to sit on our laurels and do nothing about that, uh, you know, skipped week there. Right, uh, as everyone knows. Yeah, because we fucking, we didn't stop watching movies. Even though we didn't have a show, it's not because we didn't have material with which to pull from, because Lord knows we do. Uh, so we're going to be dropping two shows this week, one today the while you're listening to this one, and uh, we're going to drop the next one the next day. So you'll have uh, you know two days worth of the film find right in the row, so you'll know all the good stuff to watch and not to watch and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, that's what we're here to do, man. Well, yes. And because so, we're the yeah. film find, motherfuckers. And we watch everything, or just damn near well, about. Ex- except for Risen. We didn't watch that. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I just could not bring myself to that shit. Man. I just, you know, it was not high on the list of priorities. You know, I'm going to call it right now. You know the other one I'm not going to fucking watch? Mm-hmm. God's Not Dead 2. God's Not Dead 2. I, like, I don't even know what that... I don't, like, I've exactly. Seen, I, don't I even saw know. a trailer. It played above, before Eddie the Eagle that we'll do on next week's show, but like, Jesus fuck, man. Hmm. That is some uh, nonsense bullshit. I, I don't I don't know nothing. I like I because I, I'd seen the poster for the first one around. I don't even know what it's about. But oh, you know. they're they're just about like how society is uh, anti-Christian. Mm. That's what the movies are about, and and how God's not dead. Uh, so the second one is uh, so uh, Melissa Joan Hart plays a teacher who messes oh, so it's a, it's up in a narrative? class and you and quotes Jesus on something. It's a, it's, it's a narrative sued, movie. Yeah, and then is okay. sued by. The ACLU, who want to prove the Bible's fiction, and uh, then it just goes on from there. Well, no matter where you stand on that, it's all going to just make uh, both sides angry. <laughs> so, well, it's also just going to make a very shitty movie, and wow. I'm not subjecting myself to it. Probably. I watch really good faith-based movies, uh, but you know what? Like. If people can get pissed off about Last Temptation of Christ as some kind of like anti-Christian movie, even though it's probably the most Christian movie I've ever fucking seen in my life. Yeah, and it's like, well, uh, yeah, because the whole thing you. is like, he didn't do that thing. That's yeah. the whole point of the movie. It's like, didn't go that direction. Yeah. So it's like, if, it, if it's anything, it, it's so pro what you're looking for, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know. Yeah, but you know, like, don't suggest anything. Most people can't think for themselves, so it's it's, it's sad that way. But you but know. It, but so anyway, we, I'm not going to watch that movie. So just just so everybody knows, fair uh, enough. 
I won't watch it either because I watch enough things as it is. But we watch. I'll try to go see uh, the room again. I'm not uh, listen. And, I'm then not, we'll, and then we'll talk about the awkward sex scenes. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to. I'm not going to listen. We're not going to change the hashtag now. It's just going to be we watch everything. But just you know, uh, there's a parenthetical almost in there. So, but we got to. Th- here's the thing. Like I said, like I say on every fucking show, we watch more than most other shows do, especially when it comes to new releases. So, uh, you know, we're not resting on our laurels here. So we got two new releases for you this week. Uh, three coming in the episode tomorrow. Uh, so uh, sit back and enjoy yourself. Um, I don't know if you had a lot to uh, what you've been watching lately. Do you have anything? I, I do. I've been watching a few things. Okay. First things first, I'm the realist. No. Um, <laughs> Good night, everybody. The show's fucking so, over already. Five minutes so I, in. I just want to like uh, let everybody know that uh, <laughs> I went back and saw uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies a second time. Uh, just for shits and giggles, because uh, I really enjoyed it, and uh, it fucking held up. I can't. I'm gonna buy that fucking movie. Uh, it was just fun. I don't know. You can go back and listen to the review uh, that we did, where I was like pretty positive about it. Now I'm fully fucking on board with it. I, I think that movie works, uh, and hopefully it'll be like cult classic status at some point. Uh, but I think it's pretty fucking fun. Fair enough. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about this week. I've been going back into the vault a little bit and uh, watching some older stuff. So uh, one thing that I watched recently is the 1981 kind of underrated uh, action thriller Southern Comfort, directed by Walter Hill and uh, starring Powers Booth and Keith Carradine. Have you ever seen this movie? I feel like I have. It's probably back in the high school days and I, I don't remember it that well. Yeah, so this movie is, uh, so, right, so Walter Hill, uh, just before this movie, had made a little flick called uh, The Warriors. Which is, which is, yeah, fucking amazing, right? Uh, Southern Comfort is almost as fucking good, and uh, far fewer people have seen it or know about it. So what this movie is about is that uh, there's this squad of National Guard soldiers uh, who are on, like, training exercises in rural Louisiana in the swamp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they get lost. And uh, in order to try try to find their way back, they come ar- come across some uh, like canoes that had been left by uh, somebody, some fishermen. Right? They leave not one. the Gordons fishermen, but uh, some fishermen. Yeah, and so okay, so enough. they leave leave a canoe behind and take them with a note. Right? They leave a note saying, "Hey, we've got them. We're trying to we're following the river back, you know, to our base. So we lost our way." Um, and so. Uh, they end up like uh, c- the the Cajun like fishermen dudes come upon them just as they're like out in the river um, on their boats. They had just kind of left, and uh, they're just staring at them. And one of these dumb fucks uh, decides to open fire on the Cajuns uh, with uh, with blank ammunition. Right, it's a training exercise, so he's just firing and like trying to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then proceed to blow their commanding officer's head off with a hunting rifle. And from there, uh, it just turns into this, uh, like, survival narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not unlike uh, Deliverance, basically. Um, uh, But it's got, like, one of the weirdest fucking uh, final 20-minute acts you've ever seen in an action movie, where it's just, like, this ratchet up of tension while they're, uh, like, helped along by one of the men, uh, and uh, he leads them to some, uh, like, encampment, right? Because everybody just lives in the middle of fucking nowhere in the swamp. This is still 1981 um, when you could do that, I guess. <laughs> um, 
I mean, right? Like, I mean, I have family that does that shit too. It's not right? allowed. So, so in any case, uh, they they uh, they just become hunted. It's fucking awesome, man. Keith Carradine and Powers Booth, uh, given some of the performances of their fucking careers, and you know how great they are. They're great in a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's just really good '80s action movie fun, man. And uh, I don't know. I, I think you guys should see it. It's got fucking like Fred Ward's in it. Um, TK Carter, right. Who's in a lot of stuff in the eighties around the same time. Um, yeah, just, it's fucking good. Uh, so if you, if you've never seen Southern comfort, uh, check it out. It's pretty amazing. I uh, drank a lot of Southern comfort back in the day. Yeah. And you can drink while you're watching it. Hey, if you it's, want to, it's be a win really for everybody. Comforty about it. Yeah, indeed. Uh, what about you, Adam? You've been watching anything this week? Um, you know, I, I'd sat down like uh, the other day, and I was just like, you know what? I don't know that I've like I know I've seen the whole thing, but I don't mm-hmm. can't remember certainly the last time where I sat down and watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off from beginning to end. Oh, awesome! Uh, so I did that. Um, uh-huh. You know. It doesn't hold up as as well. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad. It doesn't hold up as well as it did, you know, when you were younger and everything. But uh, time and space does that, I, I suppose, sometimes. I just read five papers on that movie. Really? Because my students wrote about it in their for their history, uh, right? So, like, oh, I let them choose whatever movie they wanted to do a report on. Mm-hmm. At least, uh, yeah, five of them chose Ferris Bueller. So okay. I just read five different things about Ferris Bueller. Oh. And, and I got to say, college-age kids really like that movie. Well, you know, I mean, I can see that. I mean, there's like, you no, know. I mean, that's when I liked it. Yeah. It's still, like, pretty good. I'm with you. I saw I saw it, like, a year or so ago. Uh, and it's still pretty fun, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's this of that era. the for best sure. of the John Hughes stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. And, like, I'm not even one of those guys. Like, I'm not even a huge Breakfast Club fan. I mean, like, I think that there's, like, three great bre- uh, scenes in the Breakfast Club, and it's mm-hmm. all surrounded by a movie that's so-so. I, th- I think so, too. I'm a big 16 Candles guy. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. That's a good one. I like 16 Candles. That's another one. See, it's like I haven't gone, like I need to go through his filmography again and just kind of like rewatch stuff. stuff Because you know how like, you know, fucking 20 years will <laughs> change your mind on stuff. Or you're just like, I feel like I've seen that movie, but you know, enough time has passed, enough things have elapsed, and you just, it just doesn't come back on the radar. And you're like, maybe I ought to go check that out again. So <laughs> that's another one. Yes. So John Hughes' catalog is one that I kind of need to do that with. Um, I also, uh, because it was the thing that was a thing, um, I, I tried watching Fuller House. Haven't gotten around to even trying yet. I got about halfway through the first episode. Uh-huh. And it was like, I compared it on uh, on Facebook and everything to a, uh, a guy who was not really ever that cool in high school coming back you know 10 years after he's graduated and coming around the high school parking lot dropping you know like sitting out by his car and stuff talking about how awesome day- things were back in the day but things really weren't all that awesome back then but he just wants to tell everybody about how cool those fucking times were but those times were really all that cool this the show is just like so he's Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused yeah, but yeah but a little but bit a worse. loser but yeah but yeah at least Matthew McConaughey was kind of what was that cool kid back then but he's just trying to relive that this is from a guy Guy who's who is like same idea but was like two levels below McConaughey at that school. So so it's it's like if uh, 
if Bobby Moynihan's character in Sisters had, yes. been, had yes. been a cool guy at one point. That is a very good comparison. Exactly. Okay. Like right he's on. coming back to high school and just going, what's up, guys? <laughs> I had a great fucking time when I was here. Let me tell you about the amazing times I had. And it's just like, he's really kind of making some shit up. And those times weren't really all that fucking good. But nobody's there to really say shit otherwise. They're just like, yeah, I guess so. Um, there's just so many just like, hey, you remember this thing? You remember this thing? And let me tell you, um, Jeff Franklin, listen, I'm all for, you know, funny stuff. What the fuck ever. Do you know how quickly, like in the, in the first, I shit you not, Matt, in the first under five minutes of this show, there is a child, a child who is of the age of no more than eight, probably more closer to six than he is eight. Two Trump jokes in a row, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? A, this kid wouldn't know anything about that. B, what the fuck? I mean, it's just like, you're just going to make such, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to age you so fucking fast that it's just, it's just a dumb fucking mistake. It's like, try to make comedy timeless, people. Don't fucking throw in just like, hey man, you remember, uh, you remember fucking uh, Millie Vanilli? Like, Millie Vanilli jokes aren't going to go anywhere because no one remembers who the fuck Millie Vanilli was that's under the, that's, you know, under the age of 30, Right. Right. So, I mean, it's just fucking stupid. I mean, that, that, but I mean, that's not the worst case. That was the thing when I'm like, wow. I mean, like one joke, fine, whatever. It's just you trying to, you know, throw in like, hey, I don't like Trump. Fine, I don't give a fuck. Uh, and and uh, like, I don't like Trump either, but still, it's whatever. Uh, but at the same time, then like literally not even a minute and a half later, you know, coming back around and dropping a Trump joke again, like basically that was the exact same joke. And you're just like, wow, what? You did not try at all, did you? Um, but the show is just like, it's referential in, in like the worst of fucking ways. Now I mm-hmm. hear it gets better. I hear it gets better after a couple episodes in the first one in like, because the, uh, I guess the initial show is like everybody's coming back. And then like the, like subsequent episodes is what I hear. I don't fucking know. Cause like I said, I didn't even finish the first one, but I, from what I understand, subsequent episodes are more, more focused on the girls and the rest of the family because the, everybody's moving and shit in this story. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going off to their own places and stuff. Uh, no one talks about the fact, at least for, like I said, in the half the that I saw that Joey has a wedding ring on. We talk about him working in Vegas or whatever, but like we don't talk about the fact that he's married. I don't know. That's weird. Um, Maybe he's not. Well, he's wearing a wedding ring in the goddamn show, so that's what that is. Maybe that's just Dave Coulier. I know. That's what I'm saying. Then take it off if it ain't part of the role, dummy. Uh, Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Let's shoot ourselves and find out. Uh, She's my sister. She's my daughter. Yeah, this is the Chinatown of of Netflix (laughs) programming. Indeed. (laughs) That's that's a box uh, quote right there. Uh, (laughs) They're like, fuck, that's a good one. I don't know if that's good or bad, but man, people love that fucking Chinatown movie. We're writing that down. <laughs> but no, it's it's not good. It's not. I, I like when they got to the point where they're like, "Hey Jesse, sing that forever song that you sung to Michelle back when you're." So I was just like, "No, I'm fucking out." Because they had already done like a dance sequence to New Kids on the Block, and I'm like, "Let's fucking get out of here." And now, I mean, and you know, Jody Sweet and growing up to be hot, and you know, after her meth phase and everything, it still just it's not enough to bring me back. I don't think. Uh, so that's a skip, <laughs> uh, but I may get super drunk one day and watch them all. I don't know, but, uh, that's it for that. Um, and of course I just actually, we, I, over the past, we uh, just reviewed them on HMP. We did, uh, the first six episodes of legends of tomorrow. The other guys did not like it so much. I, I have a fun time with that show. So I don't know. I will check it out when I get around to watching any of those CW shows. <laughs> 
Well, I got fucking ten episodes of Agent Carter to see before next week, so that's what I'm that's what I'm doing in the interim. I'll tell you that much. You'll you'll blow through it, man. It's fucking. Good. I mean, I, I you know I love the first season. I just haven't gotten a chance to sit down. It's and better this season. Fucking I think. watch it. So I mean, that's even better. I blew I like through the, the last that. half of it. Well, that's good. That's 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 encouraging to know. And, I, and I've heard a lot of the same uh, you know echoes there and everything. So that's good. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's jump into it here. Here is our uh, first uh, new release review of the movie uh, Race. The American people need champions to remind them what they're capable of. Jesse, you're the best. You're the fastest man on the earth. Who do we have here? I'm Jesse Owens. You're a natural. I don't trust naturals. I will say, you can run. Boy, oh boy, you can jump. What I want to know is, can you win? See what we got here. Go. Uh, problem, coach? Uh, no. You want me to do it again? Yeah. Jesse O has a new world record. You want to win a gold medal? Sure. You want to do it in Berlin? Mr. Owens, how can you justify taking part in Germany when there's so much discrimination here at home? Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, where'd you boys think you're going? Just using the showers. Not until we're through, you're not. Jesse, you have a chance to strike a powerful blow. Under the Hitler regime, we must not go to these Olympic Games to show our solidarity with the oppressed people of Germany. You get a chance to be a part of history and you're going to walk away from it? I've got people looking at me for an example. I don't care about any of that! Yeah, well, you're right, Larry. You don't have to. People are counting on you. To do what? To get on over there to Berlin and beat those Nazis. You was put here to run. Don't listen to any of them. My bill ain't no black and white. There's only fast and slow. Nothing matters. Not color, not money, not even hate. Run in some type of direction, cause the people going nowhere are the ones that are flexing. I'm not trying to be a preacher, I was never a reverend, but I can take you at the church and show you glimpses of heaven. You better. For those 10 seconds, you are completely free. Now he's just showing off. All right, that was the trailer for Race, our first new release review of this week. Here's the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. Jesse Owens' quest to become the greatest track and field athlete in history thrust him uh, onto the stage of the 1936 Olympics where he faces off against Adolf Hitler's uh, vision of Aryan supremacy. This is directed by uh, Stephen uh, Hawking, uh, Hopkins, rather, excuse me, uh, written by Joe Sharpnell and uh, Anna Waterhouse, starring uh, Stefan James and Jay and Sedegas. Um so this movie did make a big splash at the box office. It's a biopic. Uh, right. It's about two hours and 15 minutes. It's a little bit long. Uh, but I gotta say, I enjoyed this movie uh, quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, I, I liked the performances. I thought it was a little uh, adventurous in the way that it was structured for a typical biopic, right? So it wasn't just uh, like the entire life story of Jesse Owens Here's or whatever. Here's him as a little kid and growing up and the hardships right. he faced growing kind up. Kind of just then- starts out like, I'm heading off to Ohio State, 
Yeah. Uh, there's some uh, like backstory that we get snippets of with him and his uh, girlfriend in the in his small town, and uh, there like his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets there, and then it also keeps going back and like uh, zooming out a little bit into uh, full on world politics territory, which is uh, something that I was really surprised about with this movie. Yeah, I was too, and I was glad to see it happen, yeah, right? Because nice. some of that stuff that was going on around, uh, like, Goebbels and how he was wanting to frame those games, especially uh, the conflict with Lenny Riefenstahl, which is well-documented, mm-hmm. um, uh, and most people don't pay any attention to when they just, uh, like, uh, <laughs> talk shit about Riefenstahl's work. Like, yeah, she was, like, working for the Nazis, uh, but was and I'm not, good and at I'm not what trying to apologize, but, like, there were, like, notable conflicts within, like... Uh, what she was wanting to do as an artist versus what the regime wanted her to do as a propagandist. Mm -hmm. And um, in any case, I was surprised to see a lot of that actually make it into the movie uh, because uh, very easily could have just not been right. It feels like a studio would have cut that. And that's what was surprising to me. And uh, right. And the fact that like it goes into other components of uh, all that bullshit. So like mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons character, who's uh, like this real estate uh, uh, um, fucking architect design guy. Right. Developer. And um, stuff, yeah. yeah. Developer. Uh, yeah, that is the name of, of somebody who does real estate architecture design. Right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking developer. Anyway. Um, right. Like his kind of under the table dealings with the Nazis, of which there were many. Uh, during the 30s um, in the lead up to World War II that uh, American businessmen wanted to keep kind of hush-hush. Um, and so, like, I was I was just really glad that a lot of that made it into the movie because it, I feel like typically that stuff would be very easy to say we don't need to put that in there. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I think a lot of it historically is also very underrated in, or, or underrepresented in films. Oh, definitely so, right? I mean, uh, you know, I... Like, look, this is not some big, like, indie picture or whatever. It's uh, released by Focus, of course, which is owned by Universal, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Universal that owns Focus. Yeah, I think so. Um, so. So, right, there was studio input and involvement. It's just, uh, like, I don't know. You're right. It's just typically that stuff does not show up in films. It's not well represented. Um, and in fact, like Jesse Owens, uh, story for, uh, as amazing a figure he was historically is actually just not he, like compared to, um, like baseball players and, uh, things like that. He's just kind of left behind a lot of the time when, yeah. <laughs> when we're uh, talking about, uh, like advancement of, uh, American, uh, equality mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, Jesse Owens is always there, but he's kind of kept in the background compared to some other sportsmen and other well, prominent uh, figures. Like, but I like, guess in a way, because it wasn't, I mean, it's a lot more single type stuff and not just like, I mean, it's not like, it doesn't have, you know, for lack of a better term, the sex appeal of like, hey, a black man entering the baseball thing and getting, uh, you know, trounced with this kind of stuff and then, you know, right, moving exce- on. Except that, right, like what we what we get in this movie is, is like the accuracy of it being that like it really was just this giant fuck you to Hitler. Yeah, right? yeah. Like the and the Americans very much positioned it that way uh, themselves, right? As a as a whole Olympic uh, body, they wanted to present that, regardless of the fact that there was this dealing that allowed them to uh, not boycott the games in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like the include the insistence that they include Jewish uh, runners that in the end, right, don't end up getting to compete, right? Because of that 
uh, dealing that happened earlier with Brundage. But um, yeah, but right, like this is important historical shit, and yeah. uh, I'm glad, like I'm glad that the movie did uh, Owen's justice. Now, saying that I really liked it and, and talking all this praise, I have to say uh, I really did like this movie. I also completely forgot that I had watched it until I sat down to like do this show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like it, it's good. It's well executed. It's well directed. It's well acted. Uh, but it, you're right. It doesn't have. There's. There's. It's missing. There's like some sort of spark. Some sort of like little hint of magic that's just not quite there. And I can't. And it might, tell you it what might it be is. that I'm not a big sports guy. I don't know. Right? Like sports movies in general for me uh, tend to kind of just like I'm really into them while I'm watching them, and then you know I'm done. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's just. There's something that doesn't quite make it stick around in my head uh, the same way that some other movies have in the past few weeks. But I would, but I would, I would definitely say this is something that a lot of people could probably get behind. I mean, I, I think the majority of people out there, you watch this, you're going to have a good enough time with it. Uh, you know, it's just you know overcoming obstacles kind of stuff and everything like that. And uh, yeah. it, it's like I said, it's well acted, it's well directed. Everybody's great in it. Everybody well, does a really damn good job. Fully, I was fully into it while I was watching it. I don't want it like to sound like I I didn't like it uh, or, or anything like that. I just uh, it like like I just said, and like you said, it just is yeah. missing that like one little thing that pushes it into like full on, uh, really fucking amazing kind of territory. Right. Um, but it's it's very good. And I and I want to recommend that people go and see it uh, if they have the chance. Yeah. It's uh, it's a it's a good two hours in the movie theater, and it's not a shitty movie. And there's uh, like it tells a pretty good story, and it does it pretty goddamn accurately from what I have ever read about the situation. So now let me ask you let me ask you this because and you're more of the you know I, I don't think about this stuff because it just doesn't you know it doesn't sure. my mind like that. But I mean in, in take what I'm saying in the best of intentions because I know that you kind of have a little bit more leaning towards that um, because I mean because of what you do as far as like you know a, a job and yeah, everything yeah. else. Um, people were really given this uh, I, I think incorrectly and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong uh, or they're wrong rather uh, about Jason Sudeikis like this this being a very kind of white angel movie if you will uh, I didn't there's feel that. a little maybe hint a, of maybe that a touch, but 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 I, but I have to say like um, uh, anything that I've ever read about Owens, like it was like this uh, kind of odd relationship that he just happened to have with this coach. Um, uh, you know, so the narrative uh, plays a little bit like that. But at the end of the day, like it's very clear that like Jesse Owens is only there because he proves everybody fucking wrong. Yeah. Like e even him, right? Like Sudeikis's character uh, starts out even in, you can see it in the fucking trailer, right? Like, doesn't give a shit. He's just like, I just want to win. I want to get to where I'm going to go. And I think you're the tool to help me do that. And, uh, right. They have that confrontation, which they play up a little bit in the trailer. Although like in the film, there's much more of an impactful moment where they, uh, leading up to, uh, Sudeikis's character saying, uh, you know, the, his version of the, I don't see race thing, mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, and then like the fact that in the film, Jesse Owens like points out his bullshit, I think undermines a little bit of that white savior narrative. Yeah. Um, I felt their relationship was a lot closer to what we saw in Creed uh, right. with, with Rocky and, and uh, Adonis, right? Um, where uh, like, yeah, he's got this white mentor who's uh, showing him like 
proper ways to train, but that has less to do with the fact that like he d- he can't do it himself because and more w- more with like pointing to the fact that like within this point of uh this this uh time period, right, the 30s in this society and given his specific uh like social economic uh disadvantages because he's fucking uh black in the 1930s in the middle of fucking nowhere mm-hmm. uh right like he had this natural talent that needed to be trained but uh as we'll see uh that's not necessarily always just a like um racial issue i think it's easy to read it into this one mm-hmm. but uh like you know when we talk about eddie the eagle uh eddie and uh hugh jackman's character have, have kind of the same fucking relationship right yeah. it's just these people who really are fucking driven and want to do it but uh for whatever reason like they have to have somebody to rein them in a little bit just to get them to perform at peak performance and it's much more about mentor mentee relationship yeah it's it's more about the coach and the and the athlete right more than savior and right like yeah like if you want to exceed like i i have to have professors to teach me shit mm-hmm. before i go off and do stuff right like that's how See, that's where works. i failed to college i was just like i don't need you fuckers <laughs> <laughs> but but so so it's there and i won't say that people are wrong for uh reading it that way it's just i don't know how strong of a reading you can actually do. I think. I think a little bit of one is probably definitely there. But uh, yeah, but it, it didn't you know. feel it like yeah. When watching it, it didn't feel to me. And like I'm like I said, I, I know I'm a lot less sensitive to that kind of stuff. But it didn't well, feel to me have like, to say, like you know, like we're white both man. white dudes. That's you true. know, like like I'm already less sensitive to it uh, just because I'm a white dude, right? So so like even though I'm aware of it. And I and I come from an academic understanding of, of what's going on, and even like a like an emotional humanist sympathetic understanding of what's going on. I still have a different relationship to watching the, that movie play out in that way because I am still a white dude. See, that's your problem. I hate everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean that's fair enough, but it's still no, a fact, right? Like you still yet. still view vers- uh, through your own circumstances. I've never been uh, a black man. Right, so I can't fucking say. I did it for a week when I took these tannin pills. Oh, wait a minute, that was uh... that was a Punisher arc when he uh, had to go help Luke Cage yeah. clean up the ghetto, and he changed the pigment of his skin for a week while he was hiding out from Jigsaw in the ghetto. All that's right. true. That's really that really happened in a two two ish arc of the I've Punisher. Seen, I've 90s. seen the covers. I've seen a couple panels and stuff, and it's just like, yeah, this looks awesome. That's that's a white savior narrative. That, no, that you're right there. That is right? very true. That's it's just like, savior. well, then again, also at the same time, it is. It is also. I've walked a mile in your shoes, and no, thank you. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's better. <laughs> was it, I, it's not, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but he's just like, sweet Jesus, can I go back to being white? <laughs> and he did. And he no did. problem. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. It's just like uh, next panel. I'm going to be white again, guys. Whew, thank the good maker. It's just like Punisher. You racist. You're a racist, Frank. Here comes the uh, trailer for our uh, second new release review of this episode. Here's a trailer for The Witch. What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. For what? the kingdom of God. Let us pray.
curse this family. the trailer for The Witch, our last new release review of this episode. I won't say it this week because we got three more coming tomorrow. Uh, but uh, So this is The Witch uh, IMDb plotline. A family in the 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. This is uh, written and directed by Robert Eggers, uh, starring Anya T- Taylor Joy, Ralph Innocent, and a handful of others. Um, so this movie made a big splash. At, was it Sundance was the big one for it? Sundance in uh, 2015, so uh, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of big things out of this. So uh, this is a uh, this is a directorial uh, b- uh, debut outside of shorts, of course, for uh, Robert Eggers, who has mm-hmm. uh, done a lot of work in uh, kind of production design and other things of that nature. Uh, just a lot of like you know uh, you know kind of below the line uh, sort of uh, uh, talent within movies yes. and stuff over the years. Uh, he'd done a right. short film uh, kind of based upon this and stuff that he went and kind of then sold as, as a larger thing. This movie has taken quite some time for him. It was quite a uh, labor of love. Uh, a lot of the uh, text, uh, a lot of the uh, dialogue in, in this was taken from text of, you know, wherever. Uh, it tells you at the end, or at the beginning, rather. Well, well, it's, it's uh, literally uh, like words spoken during various witch trials or in official documents of... Uh, that time dealing with witchcraft, right? So, right. so the, every piece of dialogue uh, appears somewhere in a historical doc, uh, document at some point. Yeah, I mean, and like, I mean, this guy, from what everyone says, is like his attention to detail was just, you know, obscenely high. Uh, really, just wanted to make sure everything was correct. He's like, look, if I, we're not building the barns and stuff in the right way, if we're not doing this, if the, the clothing is not hand stitched, just didn't want to fucking do it. He's just like, he's very, you know, attention to detail and everything. And I think it definitely comes out in this film. Uh, I will say this. This is a very, uh, it's a gorgeous looking movie. Uh, it is, mm-hmm. uh, it, it looks great. The acting in it is is definitely, you know, above par for this sort of thing. Uh, I know there's going to be some people that are, you know, a little thrown by the, uh, you know, kind of, uh, uh, what is you know, 1600s, 1700s, uh, you know, kind of dialogue. Late 1600s. I mean, they, so, so the conceit of the film, right, is that, uh, this is uh, like some of the first Puritans who arrive on uh, U.S. soil, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, it's not even the U.S., right? But in the Americas. And um, it starts out with uh, the father uh, in some sort of religious conflict with the congregation of the town, right? Right, and, um, and it's very vague. Well, we don't know exactly, well, but we know they're being banished. Well, they're being banished, we do know, because the father believes that they're not devout enough. Right. Right? Like, uh, so he takes his family and they move off to the edge of the wood uh, in this little clearing. Um, kind of some 
quite some distance away from town, we're led to believe, right? Because right. uh, they talk about going to town a couple of times and how it would be like a two-day trip or something like that. Yeah, it's a little out there. Um, so uh, that's what's going on. And, and all the dialogue is in this like older uh, English dialect. It's not even uh, – it's not modern English. It's not just people speaking with an accent. But – Lots of uh, these and nines. Oh, thous. And- yeah. Um, and, and so I can see like people being a little uh, thrown for a loop. Because you got to be they fucking paying attention, man. Because, I mean, it's just, it, like there there are points when you're just like, I wish this kind of had subtitles. <laughs> yeah, there are a few, right? But that has more to do with uh, like the thickness of accents. Uh, which are which are historically accurate as well. Um, then it has to do with uh, being able to understand what they're saying uh, dialogue wise, right? Like so. So if you were reading the subtitles, you would understand what was like. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but I, I got to say, like I really enjoyed uh, this movie's attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I look. Uh, there is no secret that this movie is kind of uh, dividing audiences very, very. Very heavily. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, almost to the point, maybe not quite, but almost to the point of people uh, loving it or hating it. There's not a lot of bit of ground that I've seen. (laughs) No. Um, and I have, I can't, I come down right on the side of like, I think this film is a masterpiece. I don't think that, uh, like, the critics necessarily got this wrong. There are a lot of people talking shit about critics. uh, with this movie, but I think this is a rare case of like critical consensus actually being correct um, about something like this. Uh, and I, I don't know, it worked for me. Uh, I mean, I'm already like really into this shit. I will say, I don't think that it's scary, but what it is is really fucking creepy and it sticks around in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for me, that is more effective than like a scary movie, right? So I can watch any number of movies that scare me, but like they don't affect me in any way. Right. This movie has been noodling around in my head for a week and a half since I first saw it, right? Um, and, and like I knew immediately after I was done that I wanted to see it again because uh, there's a lot going on. And uh, a lot of it, kind of strangely, and I think this is also what's off-putting for a lot of people uh, who don't find it uh, scary or creepy or any of that, is that a lot of what is creepy about it is um, this very particular understanding of the devil, Satan, Mm -hmm. right, Um, that pretty much only exists in extremely puritanical Christianity, Specifically in this late 17th century context where uh, it wasn't just a concept. Like people literally believed that the devil was flesh and blood and walking around He's on earth. He's out there, yeah. Um, and, and so like if, if that's not something that uh, you can get behind or even wrap your head around, uh, I don't know how you would feel actually uh, scared for this family or like even understand the tension that's ratcheting up throughout the film. Uh, but it's a very much like a paranoia movie more than a scary movie. And it's just really fucking creepy. Like Black Phillip actually works for me. I've heard people uh, say that like Black Phillip uh, is not a creepy character. I don't fucking know, man. A goat that transmogrifies into a fucking human at the end of the film uh, that you only see in glimpses of shadow uh, is pretty fucking creepy, I think. So, I don't know. 
What about you? Did you think this movie worked at all? I wanted it to. I really did. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I, I like all of my statements stand absolutely true. This is a gorgeous-looking film. It's very well acted. It's very well shot. Everything about this movie is, is I, I really enjoy. Um, but ultimately, for me, just doesn't stick it. And I want to I want to talk a little spoilers in the after show. Uh, so okay. we won't get into proper stuff here, but I want to get into spoilers a, a little bit in after show. But not that there's a lot to spoil per se, uh, but just to, for a little conversation like that. Uh, but ultimately, um, as much as I liked, I liked the buildup. I liked everything that was there. But when it was time to, you know, kind of throw the switch, you know, the the lights weren't as bright as I'd hoped they'd be. Well, I, I think that's part of uh, like what works for me. Right is uh, is this very 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 subtle uh, kind of uh, ending? I mean, there's some really shocking I like stuff. That, I don't need something b- bombastic, but I need something that's but, just like for me. It was just like honestly, the credits hit, and I was just like, well, God bless them, they tried. Well, I think that also has to do with uh, the fucking subtitle of the film, right? Which is a New England folk tale, yeah. right? So folk tales are um, like uh, they're basically oral belief histories, right? Uh, there are stories uh, that are popular culture, um, typically orally passed on, um, and have to do with tradition, traditional beliefs, usually based on superstition, right? Um, and I think that the film works. It is a, it's a folktale. Uh, and I, I think if you're also not paying attention or like expecting it to function like a folktale, then it's uh, going to not work as much for you. I, I think. Right? Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I can see that. Like, like I said, I, I don't hate this movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just like, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit in spoilers and, and, and I get it. Things are meant to be kind of vague and whatever. And, and maybe I'll like it more on second viewing. I don't know. And, and, and I'll, you know, I'll watch it again for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I I do feel like it deserves at least one more shot for me, and I and, and I'm I'm you know I'm big enough to admit to like hey you know what maybe it just wasn't the time to see it or something you know I well I'll tell you God damn Almighty yeah so I will admit now I'm I, I'm not I, I don't want to um I don't want to say this is the crux of why I didn't like it but it certainly didn't goddamn well help okay um. I could hear the goddamn fucking music lobby music through the by the theater. Yeah, that would drive me fucking nuts because this and movie's like, really I, quiet and for I a lot of it. I didn't want it like, and because like it didn't really like you know present itself till probably about the last quarter when shit's starting to get really goddamn interesting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to get up and miss something crucial. Yeah, well, and there, are, I mean, there's a lot of dialogue in those later scenes as well, where if you like miss it. You've yeah. lost an entire fucking. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think. I mean, I think I got most of it, but it was like it was one of those things that was. It wasn't super heavy, but it was just distracting enough to where at some points when it is super quiet, it's just like fuck me. Yeah, and that's you know what that is is some asshole usher not closing the fucking doors. They don't, and you know time. what I and you know what I'm doing from now on. I'm closing. I don't care if I'm going in oh, first show on Wednesday. Too. I'm closing those doors all the time. I'm like, people can open them up to get the fuck in here. I don't want to hear this goddamn garbage while I'm outside. So like yep. f- from this point on, like this is the first time in a long time that that's really happened and been like I don't want to say detrimental, but certainly I know uh, dug into me liking this movie. Maybe even just you know even if a quarter inch more than I did. You know, come yeah. on. 
Well, you know, like, I do think that that could play into it, uh, because this movie is a lot about just atmosphere, right? I I mean, that's, like, really most of this movie. I mean, the, I will, I will throw down right now, you learn it in the first, uh, ten minutes of the film, there is a fucking witch, or witches, that you meet throughout the fucking movie, right? And I like that they don't fucking explain that stuff, um... Other than, like, you have an understanding of what witches are. Yes, yeah. here you fucking are. Um, but, I mean, I the thing that, the it, thing that I kind of wish... The kind of thing that I wish this movie was a little bit more about, and, and, you, did, and you did make mention of it, is I, I really... I dug the aspect of um, just being able to see, like, oh, is, is this something that's going on? The paranoia of it. I, I, I really... I wish they... And you know I can't fucking fault a movie for not being what I want it to be. I'm not doing that, mind you. Mm-hmm. But but they did do some of it. So but I, I wish they would have you know if, if the world was how I wanted to be, they would have delved a little bit into more of the paranoia. Uh, it's just you know it's just like she mentions it. What like one of the uh, one of the twins mentions at a point. It's just like she said you know she was this and it, and then that puts yeah. you also in your head at the same time because she did do a great little acting job yelling at her sister saying, "Hey, look, I'm mm-hmm. the devil, and if you tell mom, you know you're you're screwed and all this other kind of stuff." And well, so, I, th- I think I think again, right? Like, uh, if you're if you're thinking about paranoia in a traditional sense, uh, the film does that. But it's also like I th- I think you just have to remember and keep in mind that what is why they're paranoid is not having anything to do with like a fear for their actual lives right then, right? Um, or even really trying to figure out uh, if she is a witch. It's about whose soul is going to be consecrated uh, and gone to heaven uh, as opposed to um, written down in the book and go to hell, right? Uh, It's Like I said, it's this very specific puritanical Christianity Mm -hmm. uh, inflected paranoia that's going on. Um, And I think without an understanding of that necessarily – uh, it's really hard to kind of wrap your head around a lot of what happens in this movie, uh, or why people are even behaving the way they are toward yeah. one another. I, like I said, I like I, I I I am one of the outliers that is kind of in the middle. I'd say, I mean, like I said, but the ending really just kind of it just didn't float my boat for me, and 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 I like. Without getting into spoilers or anything, it, I, I like kind of ambiguous stuff. I'm all for that, but it just felt like um, it, it didn't really hit for me. And like, and and I make the comparison to some other people that I talked to, and I'm and uh, because it had almost in a in a somewhat similar way, I, I, I guess you could really give it a parallel to, is uh, the Last Exorcism. So the endings mm-hmm. are kind of somewhat similar in that vein, if you will. Um, and I, I just like thinking back, I'm like, man, I like the lax exorcism a fuck of a lot more. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know. I mean, both movies are good. They have their own merits and stuff. But at the end of the day, when what happens at the end of lax, last exorcism, I was just like fucking sweet. This, I was just like, oh, they tried, didn't they? Well, I, it worked for me, man. I I just thought, I thought it worked just fine. Yeah, I'll see it again. I'll see it again. But I mean, so I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm the outlier. I'm on the fence with this. So I mean, like, didn't I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. So, and I know that you know most people probably a lot that listen to this show and a lot of the shows that I either kind of listen to and stuff probably fucking love this movie. Uh, I liked it well enough. So there you go. <laughs> 
Fair <laughs> enough. All right, so like I said, we're not going to have a, uh, you know, you're not going to have to wait long to hear more reviews because uh, we got those coming up tomorrow. So those are going to be drop on the feed tomorrow. Uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, Eddie the Eagle. We're also going to be talking about, my brain has already just flown the... Uh, gods of the, fucking bullshit Egypt. Gods of Egypt. And what was the And Triple Nine. Triple Nine. So yes, we're going to be talking about those three movies Shot right tomorrow. here in the ATL, set in the ATL, son. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. You can maybe all see Matt shit. in the background if you squint just a little bit. Uh, so we'll be talking about it all... It is shot right around fucking campus. I'm really surprised I didn't... I walk past cameras all the time. I'm surprised it was not one of these. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So we'll be talking about all, all three of those tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for that. Matt, in the interim, where can we find your work on the internet, sir? Uh, check me out on Tumblr, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com, and follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Uh, pretty soon, uh, within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be launching a subscription-based newsletter. So if you're into that sort of thing, uh, you know, I'll tweet out details about how to get subscribed up. Very interesting. And of course, my other podcast, uh, Hear Movie Podcast at hearmoviepodcast.com. This week we talk uh, the first six episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a good episode because we got some alternating opinions on things. So it's not just a love or hate fest. It's, uh, it's us kind of gabbing back and forth a little bit and stuff. Uh, but it's a very fun show. So uh, hearmoviepodcast.com. And of course, join us back uh, tomorrow where you'll get three more releases. Come on. Where, where else are you going to find this? So uh, thanks for uh, hanging out and, uh, you know, uh, hanging with us through the uh, the death of grandma there. So uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for some uh, the, the witch uh, spoilers here. So uh, we'll talk to you guys later. So, uh, so, do, so do you have spoilers? Any, yeah, we'll, we'll talk some spoilers here for uh, for that movie. All right. All right. So, you know, I, I've heard other things. I've heard things, um, interpretations and stuff. I mean, what, what did you think of the ending? So she walks out, all the witches around the thing, everybody starts floating up in the air, uh, cut to black. I, I liked it, man. She's, she fucking joined up. There was nothing left to do. Black Phillip achieved his purpose, which is total corruption of the soul and the family. Got her to sign her name in the book. Yeah, I, I mean Black Black Phillip's Satan, right? Like, yeah, yeah, one would like that. Put together. That's pretty obvious, right? And so, like, uh, once he transmogrifies, I mean, he's walking around with her. Maybe the it, transmogrification it was, maybe fucked me up a little bit. I don't know that I like that as much as I. Oh, I did. That was so much better than like just showing a fucking goat talk or some shit. Well, I don't know that I want a goat talking either. I just don't know that the way that they did it worked for me. 
Uh, I think it did because it was really subtle, right? And one thing you have to remember about uh, like this puritanical belief system that we're operating within uh, as a mode of understanding this movie is that um, uh, basically like uh, like not only is the devil flesh and blood, but he can take on forms. And there are specific forms that he does take, right? So like the crows mm -hmm. that keep showing up. Um uh, goats, particularly black ones, right? Um, it's also got to do with uh, like witches' familiars, right? Mm -hmm. um, appearing only to those who uh, summon him properly, uh, that sort of thing. And I, I liked it, man. Him showing up and like just the shadowy figure—you don't even get a full shot of him, like gloves and everything pointing at the book and having this little brief conversation with her. I, gotta I thought watch it, it all kind of just I got I got to watch it again. I mean, I, I will because like I said, I, I like, again, when, when I'm kind of half on the half in, half out with this, I, I always will give a second shot. And, he, and sometimes even if I hate things, I'll go back and I'll just be like, maybe I just, uh, you know, didn't give that full shrift when it first came out. Like um, the, the first Texas Chainsaw remake. Mm -hmm. I saw that in the theaters when I was in Orlando, and I was just like, "Man, fuck this movie!" And I waited a couple of years, and I was just like, "You know what? It's been a while. Let's let's see if I was just maybe in a cranky mood or something, and I watched again." And no, I still hated it. So, you know, I mean, I, I but I gave it a second chance. Is the point? Uh, I mean, now the converse of that, uh, when I first saw Cabin Fever, I hated that. I hated Cabin Fever the first time I saw it. I didn't realize what that movie was supposed to be either. It just felt like to me like somebody going, "Look at all the horror stuff I can kind of reference." Isn't that cute? Uh, mm -hmm. But I didn't. I didn't see what he was going for. I thought he was going for more of a traditional horror movie, not more of a horror comedy. And so when you go, "Oh, well, it's really supposed to be more of a comedy," it's like, "Oh, well, when I see it in the proper light." <laughs> You know, you can't see Schindler's List and think that's going to be funny, and then because right. when you saw it, that was that's not a funny movie. No. Uh, it's, it's 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 quite the opposite of that. Uh, so I, I think it a lot of times if you go to see what you think is going to be a you know a horror or a drama or something, and it's much more of a comedy, you may be disappointed. So you know, like I said, I, I'll, I'll go back and watch it again. So you know, I, I don't hate it, but I just I at the at this particular time with this particular thing, I just not falling in love with it. That's all. Okay. I think I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I. But uh, but you know I'm all into this bullshit, man. Yeah, I was like that's I mean like honestly like I, watching like it, I'm, I'm just in, like this like, is so in Matt's wheelhouse. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's like it's uh, like I really think even for people who listen to this show regularly, like it's really hard for you to even understand. Like even if you read my fucking Tumblr stuff that I write, uh, it's really hard to understand how much, uh, about like this shit I care. I don't even, I believe none of it, right? <laughs> fucking zero. But it's so fascinating to me. All of it. Every fucking aspect. Like I have a subscription to fucking 40 in times, right? Like, <laughs> like who the fuck even like, I'm, I don't believe any of that shit. Ghosts, uh, pagan rip, like fuck all that shit. But I'm utterly fascinated. Well, pagan rituals are a thing that happen, whether or not it's you know no, no, no. It's for like, nothing, right? But it's like you know all the forms of worship and what you're worshiping and all that shit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't do any fucking thing. I don't care about it at all. And so, like, uh, you know, as as somebody who like uh, absolutely just kind of personally disavows all that shit, I. Uh, I'm so into what's going on in this movie. It's for goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fucking puritanism, like. Let's roll with this shit. No one turned butter in the whole thing. <laughs> Very disappointed. Well, they did. Very they disappointed. Did. They only had uh, blood from the teeth. They didn't really. I know. They, you know, they had milk uh, at some point. Give me some of that blood butter, baby. Yeah, blood butter. 
Ooh, gross. Oops. Uh, so yeah, thanks for uh, hanging out, guys. Uh, new show coming tomorrow. We got more. We got more shit on the table. Uh, Marty, if you're listening still at this point, we're gonna read your email in the next show. So uh, stay tuned, fucker. <laughs> oh shit, an email. Yeah, we don't get many of those, but we we got one. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>